State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help with funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. I mentioned this a couple episodes ago, but it is important for you to be able to understand this episode that you have a good grasp on a term I used in a previous episode, which I think was like 17 terms you need to know to find your success in NFTs. And it is this particular term called rug pull. And what a rug pull is, it is effectively an NFT scam. It is like Squid Coin. You guys all remember the popular Netflix show Squid Games. There was this coin, this token that was put out based on that whole theme that when a bunch of people invested in that particular token, the people who built that project ran off with the money. And again, in the world of decentralized cryptocurrency assets and etc., there's nobody to scream to when you get scammed. If you got scammed, you got scammed. Proper ownership and care of an NFT. Like I, th- I thought that title was pretty sweet. So let's talk about this today. This episode is going to be a little bit more technical than we're used to when we're having these conversations on this particular podcast. And so I thought it was necessary to have this conversation because we're talking more and more about NFTs. And in order to be like really good at this, like it's one thing to know the terminology. It's one thing to understand what an NFT is, but it is another thing to understand how you can get got when you talk about NFTs, how to understand the value of an NFT. And like, what does it mean to like have a digital asset that is not sitting like on a hard drive, like sitting in front of you. Right. And so I have like this lacy um rugged hard drive it's like a two terabyte two terabyte drive sitting right in front of me right now and 
this little two terabyte drive, you know, you, you've seen these. Some of you guys have these, these little orange or they're, they're silver drives, but they have orange like bubble stuff around them. And what we are used to is having like a JPEG or like what, the JPEG, like an image or a Word document or an MP3 file stored on a drive like this or like a little thumb drive. Or maybe we're a little bit more sophisticated and we're used to storing those sorts of files on like Google Drive or on Dropbox. So today we're going to talk about storing an NFT, what the implications are of how an NFT is stored and why you want to know how an NFT is stored. And can you get got? We talked about this on uh, an episode ago talking about the rug pull. We're going to talk about that today. And so by the end of this episode today, you will be a little bit more equipped to own an NFT and to keep your NFT safe from the boogeyman. This episode may like span several episodes because it is a real, really important conversation. But today we're going to talk about three things. We're going to talk about the mid 2000s. That'll make sense in a second. We're going to talk about Filecoin, which is a token and we're going to talk about ipfs interplanetary file system those sound like way out of here if you're non-technical don't get scared don't be scared uh this episode is not meant for like this is not meant for computer scientists it will make sense in a second i promise you if you just stick with me so a lot of you guys are more aware or have experience with distributed decentralized file storage than you might realize and so actually before i get that far i kind of jumped ahead of myself so it is important to understand with an nft what you don't want is an nft to be stored on like bluehost or like even aws or dropbox which an nft could be stored on those those file systems those centralized servers they could be stored there you don't want that in, in this episode you're going to understand why you don't want that what you want is an immutable permanent forever system that stores your digital asset and you never have to worry about if you're going to get rug pulled if your thing that you paid good money for money that you've earned money that is rightfully yours you earn this dollar and you spent this dollar on a digital asset you want to be sure that that asset's going to be there forever in a day because part of the value of an nft is like the age of the thing so it's going to be really 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 amazingly cool in 15 years let's say like a, a fortnight skin was an nft and they put out a lebron james or a spider-man nft as the fortnite skin in 2021 and i bought it in 2021 and there was only 10,000 of them that's all they produced if you got it you got it if you didn't you missed out and then now the year is 2035 2040 and i have that spider-man that lebron james skin on fortnite let's it's, it's still a thing in 2040 fortnite is but it's this big you know metaverse and i have a skin from back in 2021 that 
was produced, that's, that's probably going to have some value because there's no more. You can't go back in time and say, I have a LeBron James skin on Fortnite and fake it because the blockchain is immutable. You can't change it. You can't fake it. There's provenance. There is a chain of custody of this particular NFT, of this particular skin that can you anybody, anybody in the world can go and see this 40 plus character address that says where this NFT came from. Every NFT has an address on the blockchain that anybody can look at and see the record of the chain of custody and tell that it was a legitimate Fortnite created Spider-Man skin. Everybody can see it. I can't fake it. So it's important to remember that there is an NFT is like a line of code that references an asset. And so if you've ever saved a JPEG, let's say you took a picture on your, your phone. I have an iPhone, um, whatever the newest one is, it's the max. I have that it was like a 13, 14, 15. I don't even know, but whatever the big, the newest iPhone is, I have this iPhone. I take a picture. I airdrop this picture to the, the desktop of my MacBook pro. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests. But with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale one million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The one million black businesses experience for me 
was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the One Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. It's going to give me, if I right click on it, I can click get info and it'll tell me a whole bunch of stuff about that picture. It'll say where the picture was taken, which kind of camera the picture was taken with, where the picture was taken It'll tell me the name of the file that is actually the picture. So let's say it's img9091.jpg or whatever your photo gives you. You don't really pick that. It just gives it to you. All of those things are called metadata. And so with an NFT, the NFT is the smart contract. It is all the things that point to that specific set of metadata and the rules associated with it. So we can also add in other than just the things we just talked about, the where the photo this where the photo was taken, the file name of that photo, the the, the camera settings that photo had. It also associates who owns this thing. So there's a chain of custody. So from the beginning of it being minted to the present day owner, there will be a record of provenance, a chain of custody, which says these are the journeys, these are the travails this particular NFT has taken. It it was owned by this person, it was owned by that person, it was owned by this person, it was sold on these dates, and it is currently owned by this person who bought it on this particular date. All right, so I'm, I'm way off topic because this is so fun for me because I could do this all day. So this is so fun for me. So let's talk about the the mid 2000s as I promised we would. If you remember, if you are an an 80s baby, your 90s baby, you will remember BitTorrent. So BitTorrent is where I probably stole 702's album, you know, or I probably stole an album by Donnell Jones or like, you know, I don't know, the chronic 2001 <laughs> it was something like that isn't is it was a software that you could download and in order to like steal the album that you wanted you had to download this piece of software called BitTorrent, and from all over the world called cedars there were these people who had the album on their computer and you could download it for free it was effectively like a pirating piece of software where you could download movies you can download you know music you can download files etc etc and so we were bootlegging using BitTorrent and so there are two sides of the coin on BitTorrent there were the cedars they were the people who had pieces you know these were files these were you know if if you were a part of the cedar network the swarm of BitTorrent users you were a person who had the album on your computer that was connected to this BitTorrent system and you were sharing inside of the BitTorrent network that particular file with anybody else who joined the swarm. And so if I was a person who just joined the swarm and I wanted the 702 album, I could join 
and plug in and say, okay, all of you Cedars, I'm a leecher. Give me the 702 album. And so I would wait until all of the files from all these 10,000 computers in the world gave me all the files, all the pieces of the files that I needed in order to, when it was fully downloaded, I can listen to the album. And if I did not turn off BitTorrent after the whole file was downloaded, after I got all 12, 13, 14 MP3s, which made up the album, I don't even know because I don't know how many songs were on the album, but they were all MP3s individually. If I did not turn it off, I automatically became a cedar instead of a leecher. A leecher pulls the file down. A cedar is somebody who's part of the network that gives the file to other people who are trying to get it. And so the blockchain effectively works this same way. There are people out there in the world who are on what is called a decentralized storage network. And this is a network that has, you know, in number of users. And I'm, I'm, I told you this was like, it's going to dip into the water of computer scientists, but I'm going to stay out of it. I'm not going to put my whole foot in. Let's say there is, you know, a hundred or a thousand or 10,000 or a million computers out there in the world ran by people who want to contribute to the blockchain. They will say, okay, we want to be a part of this decentralized storage network, which means that you remember I told you about the little USB thumb drive, the little stick that I brought with me. I plugged it into the back of your computer and I took a dock that was on that little thumb drive and I put it onto your computer. That decentralized file network is the opposite of that. Cause on that network, I, I have the file, the entire doc, the entire word doc on my thumb drive, but on the decentralized file network in this respect, we're going to talk about Filecoin. The entire doc is stored on a thousand computers in the world, 10,000 computers in the world, a hundred thousand computers in the world, all who make up a piece of the blockchain. They are all using their computational power to both host and store this document. So this same file, this one word document is broken into pieces, a million, a thousand, a hundred pieces and stored on all of these computers. And in order for me to get one complete download of that word document, all of these devices have to give me their piece that they are storing. So if I Google decentralized storage, this is the response that I get. I don't know what you get, but this is what I get. It's it says decentralized storage is defined as controlled by several local offices or authorities rather than by one single one. And so again, that lacy drive, the one that I love, I love my lacy drives, two terabytes. I can drop it and it's generally okay. Solid state. But I take that lacy drive. If I lose that lacy drive, my document, my JPEG, my MP3 is gone. It's, it's just out of here. But if it's on a decentralized server, it's on a decentralized storage network, it's still out there in the world because it's not just stored on one local authority. It's not just stored on one single drive. It's stored, it's stored on a hundred, a thousand, 10,000, 
drives around the world. So if you're going to own an NFT, what you want is your asset, your digital asset to not be stored on somebody's lacy drive, to not be stored on somebody's server in their basement, to not be stored on somebody's Bluehost or, or AWS account. Because if it's stored on their AWS account, let's say they don't pay the bill to AWS. Guess what happens to your NFT? Because your NFT again is just a, a reference to a particular file, but the file has to be stored somewhere. Somewhere in the NFT smart contract, there is a reference to a file name that says something like IMG 909 But let's say State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. Where's the JPEG store? It has to be stored somewhere. So what you want is your NFT to be stored somewhere where Billy is not hosting this thing on his own. And if he forgets to pay the bill, it goes away. What you want is for a hundred people or a thousand people, 10,000 people to all have copies. And they all, you know, it's, it's very unlikely that 10,000, a hundred thousand, everybody's computer is going to go down, but it's, a lot more likely if one person in Wisconsin, their computer may go down and then your NFT is gone. That's why it's so important to do your research and find out who's behind the building of this particular NFT project. And so let's talk about two of the most common um, platforms. I don't even want to call them platforms. Let's call them decentralized platforms that NFTs get stored on. And these things have value in and of themselves. And so Filecoin is one. There are others. Um, and I'm only going to talk about two on today's episode. But Filecoin, uh, it describes itself as a decentralized storage network to store humanity's most important information. Your NFT, if you spent a dollar on it, it's important to you. And so what you want is for that NFT to never go away. You know, God forbid somebody sticks a huge magnet next to my Lacey drive 
which disappears all the files that are on my Lacey drive. With, with Filecoin, it's kind of like the same thing. There is no magnet that exists, well, unless like a sonic boom, there is no magnet that exists that can just go wipe out the, the, the record of my NFT from all the computers in the world that are storing it. So with Filecoin, it is a decentralized storage network. It's data, um, in this case, your data, that is stored on multiple computers or servers, which are hosted, you know, like by people like or companies that participate in the blockchain. So these are people all over the world who participate in the activity of storing, you know, a copy, a record, a piece of your particular digital asset. And they get paid to do so. And so I'm only going to dig into this for like a really, really, really brief moment because this is not the episode to go into how Filecoin um, participants are incentivized. But just to give you like a really, really quick taste, Filecoin works because there are people around the world who want to own, who want to earn, I should say, cryptocurrency. In, in this particular case, FIL, like Filecoin, the Filecoin token. And so if I want to earn that particular token or, you know, alternatively, you know, you can think of like a Bitcoin or an Ethereum or a Litecoin or a Dogecoin or et cetera. In this particular case, I earn the FIL, the, the Filecoin token for participating in the activity of storing your digital asset. And so it's a peer to peer network. You know, so if I drop out of the network, there are still, you know, thousands of other computers in the world who are storing that particular digital asset. And so using Filecoin, I pay to store my files on that network. And if I'm storing other people's files on my particular, you know, portion of the whole chain, I'm getting paid to do so. So there are incentives involved. And so I'm going to say this particular part in probably the most basic terms I can think of it. And, you know, people who are like super, you know, excellent at this will say, well, you missed a part. But this is like the most basic way I can explain it. Let's say you bought a computer that has two terabytes worth of storage on it, but you only work in an office and your documents are like eight KB, eight kilobytes per document. And you got a hundred of them. So now you have 800 kilobytes worth of computer space, you know, compute computational power used to store information. But your computer is two terabytes big. You know, like your storage capacity is two terabytes, right? You're not using any of that. Basically, you don't even scratch the surface of what you could store on that computer. What you could do, because you have all this wasted space, it's just like like Airbnb and like Uber in a way. In this way, and this, this will make sense in a second. I'll give it more directly in a second. But let's say you've got all these terabytes, you've got all these gigabytes that are free on your computer that you're not using. It's wasted space. Effectively, you could put those that that wasted space up on the Filecoin network and say, you know what? Instead of just having all these extra terabytes sitting here, taking up space on my device, I'm going to put them in use and I'm going to allow other people to nap in my my hard drive. 
it's just like Airbnb and Uber in that way. You have this extra bedroom in your house. It's the garage, the room above the garage. You got this basement that you were not monetizing, but you've got, you know, three bedrooms and two people live there. And you got this extra room that you're saying, yo, like if, if I could, you know, house somebody for the night, I can make a hundred dollars. So instead of letting that room just sit there and chill, let me put it up on Airbnb and let me get people to come sleep in this room. I don't know them, but it's, you know, good. I mean, Airbnb has terms and conditions. So I want to trust Airbnb to, you know, like moderate who's coming in my bedroom. So I'm off on a tangent, but so it, it works effectively the same way. So you've got all these extra terabytes, all these extra gigabytes on your device. And you're saying, instead of letting those things sit idly, all that space sit idly, let me put it up and allow other people who don't have space or who need space on the blockchain to use space on my device. So Filecoin is a coin that you can invest in. If, if you believe that the future of storage of digital assets looks like decentralized um, means to do so, you can invest in technology like Filecoin. And there are others. I want to be clear. There are others that you can invest in that says, you know what? I'm going to pick a winner. I'm going to pick a success story in the arena of decentralized storage. And Filecoin is one of them. One of the top two. The other is the interplanetary file system, IPFS. And honestly, for me, like if uh, if an NFT is not hosted, served up on either of these two, like if it's not served up on a decentralized platform, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying NFTs that are not stored on some sort of decentralized platform not doing it. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Walbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests. But with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there because they could go away you get rug pulled you can get rug pulled i'm not saying you will but you can get rug pulled a whole lot more likely because there's an nft there's a digital asset being stored on a device a piece of hardware that could go away at any time that's just not smart and so i'm, I'm doing my best to not get like super deep, super duper deep in the weeds here and go like super technical but these services are also like complementary. So like Filecoin, you know, is not mutually exclusive. Like you have to use just one of them. Like Filecoin 
is like for more like long term like let's say you have a folder of like your financials for like the past two or three years like you might want to store those on like a file coin but if you've got a digital asset like a in a piece of art that you want to be able to move and transact quick quickly you might want to store that on something like the ipfs which you know is designed for you know speed for quick retrieval and for like for getting it out there dis distribution it's not it's not stored like filecoin like like filecoin is for storage ipfs is for distribution let's get it out there into the world so it is important when you go to purchase an nft or you're going to mint an nft you know how where where that nft is stored and how you're going to store that nft and the most important you know, the most long-term valuable uh, methods of storing it is to decentralize the storage of said NFT. And so if I'm gonna buy an NFT and, and we've been using OpenSea as, um, you know, one of the most you know common ones we talk about, at least in this podcast, it's like the Amazon of NFT marketplaces. You want to be sure if you look under the metadata on OpenSea, that it does not say centralized or something like editable because that means it is not likely stored on a decentralized server and you open yourself up for um, the opportunity for it not to be available in the long run. It, let's say it just goes away because the server that it was stores on, stored on no longer exists or somebody didn't pay the bill or you know it's more likely to be hacked if it is stored on a centralized server what you want is it to say something more like frozen because that means that it is then stored on a decentralized storage platform like a filecoin or like ipfs and so it's, it is important to know and i'm at the risk of getting super duper technical it is important to know that Filecoin was built using the open source technology of IPFS, Interplanetary File System. But with an open source, purely, you know, software, you like you, you can't make money using that because it's open source, it's free for everybody. But so improvements and usability and user interface, etc., like all that is built in order to monetize things that can be open source. So Filecoin is one of those things. Filecoin uses IPFS technology, but it is in addition to IPFS technology in order to create more value and you know to, to broaden the usage in the mainstream. So users of Filecoin technology will pay, like I, like I mentioned before, they will pay in order to host, serve, their assets, their digital assets, those MP3s, those JPEGs, those pings, those GIFs, those MP4s on, you know, other people's unused computer space, the space that they are not using. Again, they have all these terabytes. They're only using a few gigs or megabytes. That's a lot of space that's going unused. They pay for it to be stored there, to be able to be retrieved there to be able to be distributed using it. And those miners, those people who store these things, who allow it to be, you know, sitting on their computers, their devices, who allow 
their um, things to be accessed by other people, they get rewarded in the form of these tokens, these FIL, these field tokens or file, these tokens. Um, so whenever you pay for those storage services, you're paying the rate that the person who computer power or space you're using, whatever they charge, that's what you're paying for. So I hope this episode has given you a little bit more information than you already knew on the proper care and feeding of an NFT. Um, it is super important that when you guys are out buying these things that you understand the integrity of that particular project. And that is everything from where the project is being stored to who built it, the executive team, the engineering team behind it, and the longevity of that particular asset, because these things are digital assets. And if the idea, the whole idea of a digital asset or an asset of any kind is, is supposed to appreciate. It is supposed to gain value over time and where it's stored, who built it, all those things play into the potential long-term impacts of your NFT's value. Black Tech Green Money is a production of Blavity Afrotech on the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeart Media. And it's produced by Morgan DeBon and me, Will Lucas, with additional production support by Love Beach and Marissa Lewis. And special thank you to Micah Davis, Jermaine Hall, and Sakara Savanyan. You know, like the wine? Yes, that's his real name. Learn more about my guests and other tech disruptors and innovators at afrotech.com. Enjoy your Black Tech Green Money. Leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. Go get your money. Peace and love. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of Black and Brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Walbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. 
Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something, to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help. With funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk? Get vaccinated. But but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't give Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.